it's time to stop making excuses. Yes, I am talking to you. You have wanted to turn your online influence into a profitable business for a while now, and yet somehow you find every excuse in the book not to make it happen. We are not playing around anymore. This is your year. Let's do this together. You can join us in the social suite, our private creator community, where you'll have access to me for one-on-one coaching, tons of valuable resources to save you time, money, and energy, and a like-minded community of creators to connect with and learn from. You can use code SCOOP to get your first month for 50% off, and I will see you in the suite. Welcome to 2023, my friends. I'm Kristen, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. At the start of every year, I really love to share an episode with you where I peek back on what happened in the last year and talk about what I learned, share my goals for the new year, and really inspire you and help you realize that you're not alone in this creator journey. Just because I'm here talking to you on this podcast does not mean that my journey has been any easier than yours. I'm going through a lot of the same struggles and I wanted to talk about them. So I have a lot to cover today, so we're literally just going to dive right into it. The first topic that I wanted to talk about was content performance. This is something that was a little bit crazy. I feel like I kind of went through some changes with my content because content changed a lot in the last year, especially the last couple of years. First things first, obviously we had this switch to short form video, and in 2021, I was very resistant to this change to short form video because I I come from a photography background so having to create strictly video or at least more video than I ever have before was a learning curve and I was very resistant to it at first but this year I really found a way to fall in love with short form video content. I actually decided this year that I didn't really want to take posed photos anymore. There was a point where Andrew and I every single weekend we were going out and shooting content every Saturday we would get up, I'd have like five outfits and we would shoot them. We would do this every single weekend, literally never fails. If we went on vacation, I brought all my outfits to shoot and then my outfits to wear for the vacation. Like shooting was a huge part of my life and I didn't really realize how much strain it put on me and how much I felt forced to do it until I started working more with short form video and realizing I don't think I like doing these like posed photo shoots anymore. Um, And it sucked because they performed really well. So I felt this pressure to keep doing it. But I realized at a certain point that I should like what I'm doing more than I should care about how it performs. And so I'm sure you've noticed this if you followed me over the last few years, like many other people, I transitioned to mostly short form content in this end of the year, I guess, second half of the year. And I really fell in love with it. I, I think it makes creating content consistently so much more sustainable for me. It's so much easier for me to sit down with my phone and record a few videos versus like lug all of these clothes out, do five photo shoots in two hours, come home, clean it all up. Like it's a whole day thing where I can sit and plan and create five videos in probably an hour. So it's made content creation so much more sustainable for me, which I really feel like helped me kind of get my footing this year. So I really loved short form video. If you're still someone who's like very resistant to that, 
I think you really just have to figure out what you like to do with video. And once you figure that out, you'll find what feels sustainable for you. But it's trial and error, just like literally everything else that we do. <laughs> One thing that I had a very hard time with this year in terms of content performance was engagement. And I remember last year when I did this wrap up, engagement was like starting to get a little bit lower and I was starting to get a little nervous. But, you know, like it, it stayed at a normal rate. Like it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't going under two or three percent. So I was fine. However, this year, I don't even want to look at what my engagement rate is at this moment because I feel like with the short form video that I've been posting, it's getting reach most of the time that I would expect. But I think short form video has really changed the way that we use commenting and liking. Like so many times you just watch the video, you consume the video, and you don't always think about like stopping to comment on it or like stopping to like that post or save that post unless it's massively important or you really have something to say. And I think people are just getting to the point where they're kind of sick of commenting. Like I don't even really in my you know, in my life outside of being a creator, if I'm just consuming content, I very rarely stop and comment on something. And that's very different from how I used to use any of the platforms previously. So I think this definitely is something that across the board, I've talked with a lot of people, a lot of creators are just posting, but we're not spending as much time commenting. And obviously that affects all of us. So I definitely struggled with low engagement this year, lower than it's really ever been in, in maybe ever. Um, and this was hard for me because engagement is, my engagement rate is something that like, I was very adamant about keeping over that 2% or over that 3%. And this is how I sort of felt last year with followers. Like my follower count wasn't growing. And, you know, at first it bothered me, but I kind of like tried to push it to the side and just not really pay attention to it. And that's how I've been recently about engagement. I'm trying not to let it bother me and really like dig so deep at my like mental capacity I'm trying not to let low engagement stop me from creating content I know that the people who are still commenting still find value and still care but it's definitely something that's difficult to deal with it makes me feel like people don't care enough to comment but I really have to switch the mindset to it's just a new normal this is a new normal for all of us creators like we in 2020 in 2019 like people the comments were rolling in like we didn't have short form video back then it was very different and so this is a new normal. We're, we're going to have to get used to it, really. Also, when it comes to followers, at this point, I can confidently say I do not give a shit what my follower count is. I just don't. I don't have the patience to pay attention to like, oh man, I lost 10 followers today. Oh man, oh my gosh, I, I gained 50 today. Oh man, I lost another 50. Like, it is such a roller coaster. And that is something that was absolutely depleting my mental uh, my mental health and I was feeling so horrible about it for so long that last year I said I'm just not going to pay attention to this from 2020 until this moment 2023 I literally am at the same follower count I've gone up and down and up and down and up and down and I'm just where I started back in 2020 which is crazy to me because from 2018 to 2020 I had so much growth but again this is a new normal and if it's not hitting and I, if my content's not hitting and I'm not gaining followers from it I'm doing everything in my power to create great content and if it's not translating to new people there's only so much that I can do about that and so it really at a certain point feels like it's out of my out of my power. Like I can't really do much about it. And so I'm trying not to let it bother me mentally and honestly feel like I've gotten really good at that. 
because it's just like it's just been that way for so long now that I'm kind of used to it but a lot of people that I talk to like gaining followers is still something that they really struggle with and that really does affect them mentally and I understand that because I went through it for a while and again that's where I kind of feel like I am with my engagement rate right now but one thing that I heard at some point this year that really made me like feel good about engagement and feel good about follower count is like the people who see your video and the people who comment on your video, they are being impacted. Those are real people being impacted. And so if I'm getting 10 comments on, you know, a video that I created, those are 10 people that were impacted enough that they decided to take the next step and actually take time out of their day to leave me a comment or to send me a DM or to reply to my story or whatever it is, that really means something. And I and those people are the people that I'm creating for. And I have to remind myself of that because when it doesn't feel like I'm getting enough interaction, I have to think about the quality of the interaction that I am already getting. Quality over quantity is, in my opinion, the mindset that you have to have at this point right now in social media. Because if you're so focused on wanting more and more and more, you want 50,000 followers, you want 100,000 followers, and when you get there, you want 200,000. Like, it is always going to be like a rat race. It's an endless cycle. You're always going to want more. And so I think deciding that you're more focused on the quality of your audience and the quality of your engagement, I think you're going to be a much happier person. And when I say you, I'm also talking to myself right now. I have to give myself this pep talk sometimes. And when it comes to content performance in terms of um, like how this has affected me working with brands, I can confidently say it actually hasn't really affected me a ton. And I think because at this point, I've been doing this for a few years, I've established really great relationships with the companies that I do work with. So it's obviously been a little bit easier for me to continue those relationships And that's why when I teach anything about brand partnerships, I I will always be talking about relationships because when things are rough right now with my likes, with my views, with my engagement, and we don't know how long this is going to happen for, it's going to be really great for me to know that I have people who already know that I can create great content. And that's very important when it comes to having consistency and, and, you know, having those strong relationships that are going to continuously bring new partnerships into your life. That's such a big focus for me. Now, I this year am no longer or have no longer sent cold pitches. In 2022, I probably sent maybe three cold pitches and I really would have a hard time thinking what those three brands even are. Every single partnership that I had this year was either continuation of a partnership from the last couple of years or someone that I created a relationship with organically. Then when a partnership came up, I I was somehow introduced and like brought on. I had more inbound. And this is why this year in 2022, we created the anti-pitch method. It is all about building relationships with people versus just sending out like a thousand, you know, cold pitches every month. And you spend so much time wasted there because how many times do you actually get a response? You have to be the right creator at the right time for the right campaign with the right brand 
And do you know how difficult it is to get all of those things to line up? Basically near impossible. And so that is why I really didn't focus on sending cold pitches this year. If there was a brand that I wanted to work with, I went out and found the people at those brands. I started relationships with them. I got on intro calls to learn more about their brand. And then again, they got to know me organically. So then when something did come up, they were like, man, we should reach out to Kristen. Remember when we talked to her on the phone? She was so cool. We really liked her. And that is how I've been able to literally sustain my business this year, which I think is honestly so much better than just sending cold pitches all the time because now I have actual relationships. And when maybe this person goes over to another brand, now I have a relationship with that brand too. And that's why the people behind the brands are so important for you to connect with. I literally got zero dollars from sending pitches this year. Zero dollars, okay? but I made over $100,000 in partnerships. None of that coming from cold pitches. So anyone who tells you you need to send out, you know, 50 pitches a month or, or 10 pitches a week or whatever it is, all these crazy things, it's such a waste of time. In my opinion, there are so many better ways to do it. And I'm going to get off of my rant on that now. <laughs> Another thing that I noticed this year that I'm actually very excited about, and I don't know if you guys have noticed this too, maybe towards like the second half of 2022, people cared so much less about trends. Like, I understand that there are still trends, like trending music, trending sounds, whatever. Um, and I think about TikTok, like TikTok trends are still, you know, they're still going, but I feel like there will be one really big trend that we see everyone doing but instead of like a bunch of little trends that are like blowing up for like a day and then they're done so I kind of love that because for me personally like I was getting so burnt out trying to like keep up with 20 trends a week it was a lot you know like that's a couple new trends every single day and you're like oh my gosh this is like very overwhelming and I was trying to post like trend alerts and stuff so people could find those trends and I'm very happy to say that I don't do that anymore because I again had to make this business sustainable for me and basically trying to like keep up again with this like never-ending rat race of like what's trending what's trending what's trending it was just taking a toll on my mental capacity and so I really decided I'm not about trends anymore. However, I think people in general are starting to feel the same way. I've seen less and less trends. And when you do see, like I think about this on, on Reels especially, if I'm on Reels and I see someone like doing a trend, I'm just like, I kind of just skip right by it. Like, I don't know, they, they're just, they feel really corny to me at this point or like overplayed or something. I'm just simply over them. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. You let me know what you think about trends, but I am predicting that in 2023, we're gonna see more big trends, but like not as often, we shall see. So moving on to the next topic that I wanted to talk about, business and logistics. So kind of like what my business looked like in 2022 um, and like some things that I realized with strategy that I am going to take into the new year. So first things first, I feel like I shouldn't even have to say this, but if you're not on TikTok yet, get on TikTok. Like I know you hear everyone saying that, but truly get on TikTok. TikTok this year showed me that's where I gain the most customers. That is where I get the most new students, the most new clients. I still could have given my TikTok a lot more attention this year because I almost wrote it off as like, oh, it's fine. Like I'll just post whatever on there because like I'm still getting customers from there. 
But I thought about it later on in the year and I was saying to myself, what if I were to put all of the effort that I put into Instagram, what if I were to put that into TikTok? Like how much better would my business have been this year in 2022? How much more customers would I have had? How much more income would I have had if I had put all of my energy or a majority of my energy into TikTok versus Instagram? Because I think we can all say at this point confidently that Instagram is going through a very serious identity crisis. I have no idea what the app is going to look like in the next year. I'm not sure that I'm really interested in seeing what it looks like, honestly. It's exhausting to try and keep up with what they're doing. TikTok, though, has stayed very true to themselves. They're absolutely killing it. That's where people want to spend their time. It's fun. It's no pressure. It's interactive. It's relatable. And that's, I think, what people are craving so much. So it makes sense to me that so many of my customers, so many of the people listening right now to this podcast came from TikTok. And so I need to give it more attention in 2023. I'm very interested to see what that does. One thing that I did struggle with this year, and I'm sure anyone else who is a mentor, is a coach or expert of sorts, listening right now can probably relate to this. I was in this weird limbo this year of deciding whether I wanted to be an influencer or a coach. And I didn't successfully realize that I could be both. And I know that you're probably like, well, Kristen, like, I see you as both like, you know, you are both and I understand that. But in my head, I separate the two types of content so much. I was like, well, I have my influencer content, which might be like, you know, a picture of me and Andrew that's posed with like doing a picnic in our backyard or with, you know, like that's very like influencer style content to me versus like something really educational might be like more coaching style content to me. And I had this almost like identity crisis this year because I was like, well, the influencer style content is where I make a bulk of my money. So I want to do more coaching content, but I'm scared that if I do, I won't have as many influencer style clients coming to me and which, you know, would would affect my income. So I was very nervous about that this year. And towards the end of the year, again, I kind of had this like revelation where I said to myself, why can't you do both? Like I can be a coach who also works with brands. And that's maybe in the, I would say the fourth quarter, a lot of what you guys have seen from me working with Taylor Brands and working with Thinkific, these are sponsored brands that I'm working with in the same capacity as typical influencer content, but I'm positioning myself more as a coach. And I really didn't feel like that was possible. It felt like a really scary shift for me to make. And I'm so happy to say that going into 2023, I feel like I have a better handle on who I am. Being in that limbo of deciding like, okay, am I an influencer? Am I a coach? Like, what am I? Who am I? Was really messing with me. And I think that my content struggled because of that. I I felt like I didn't have a clear mission because I was like kind of trying to be two people at once. So I had to refigure out who I wanted to be. I had to define myself differently. And again, that could have definitely affected me. It did affect me in 2022. But in 2023, I'm looking forward to going into it with like a much more clear understanding of who I am. And that definitely took a lot of like trial and error and a lot of like actual like mental work that I did with myself outside of social media. Um, so if you're feeling the same way, you need to take a step back and and try and, you know, do the work to figure out like, what's your mission? What is your purpose? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? Because if you're confused about it, 
chances are other people are also confused about it. And people coming to your page and being confused is never a good situation. Another thing that I did this year that will absolutely 1 million percent be coming into the new year with me, I made outsourcing a priority. And let me tell you, it was really scary to do because I've said this a million times, you guys know me, I am a type A control freak, crazy person. And it was really scary for me to give the reins of, you know, aspects of my business to someone else that, you know, I didn't know personally. And I'm so happy that I did because I was able to find the right people, people that I trusted. And it maybe took me a little bit of time to trust them because I just know they're not me and they're not going to do it exactly the same way that I am. But I've learned to be okay with that because it allows me to spend more time doing things that I personally am good at or that I need to do that no one else can do. Instead of me, you know, uploading the show notes to the podcast on the blog, which is literally just copying and pasting, I gave that to someone else to do because then I'm able to spend that time recording this podcast episode or whatever it might be. So I was able to be so much more productive this year because I spent a lot more time doing the things that I needed to do and that I wanted to do versus doing the things that could really be done by someone else. When I was trying to figure out how to outsource, I first went into a lot of different Facebook groups like marketing, females and marketing uh, Facebook groups. And if you post one thing and they're saying, this is what I'm looking for, you're going to get like 50 emails. And that's exactly what happened. And I really just sorted through. I got on a couple of Zoom calls with people to kind of like, feel out their personalities like are do I trust them do they seem like someone who would do good work and you know they're I'm lucky to say that everyone I have hired I've been really really happy with I have a, a great team behind me now and I hope to you know continue hiring really well in 2023 but just know that you may make some mistakes there and you know that's part of the process of building a business, you know, like not everything you do is going to be perfect, you're going to make mistakes, and you really just have to get comfortable making those, and then shifting and finding ways to, you know, pivot and, and fix the problem, really. Another topic that I want us to dive into, and I think this is maybe one of the most important for me in 2022 is mental health. I want to like tell you guys this story. If you watched my Instagram stories, you probably heard um, me talking about this in I think it was late July, early August. For background, I have always been a workaholic. Like my business is my baby. I am good at what I do. And so I find so much gratification in doing work because I feel really good that I'm doing something that I'm good at. And like, I feel accomplished after like, I feel I'm a Capricorn, you know, like, this is what I, I like to do. Like my business fuels me. That's what gets me up in the morning and makes me excited. You know, I wake up ready to sit at the computer and do something like that's who I am. And it's been always really hard for me to have some sort of balance because I I like working like I enjoy it. That's what makes me feel worthy. It's what makes me feel good about myself. And so I have a very hard time clocking out because of that. So everything was great for the first half of 2022. Um, I got married in September. And so the few months leading up to the wedding are obviously crazy. Um, but also, I was putting a lot of pressure on myself with everything that I was trying to do with my business and with my content, um, that 
in July, I actually ended up one day, it was a Monday night, I got a migraine and I've probably had like one or two migraines in my whole life, you know, and I was just like, oh, it's like a bad headache. I've never experienced like maybe a full on migraine. And Monday night, I get a migraine. And I started to freak out a little bit because a friend of mine, maybe a week or two before this had gotten like a brain aneurysm out of absolutely nowhere, the healthiest person I know. And all I could think of, because my head hurt so bad, all I could think of was, oh my gosh, I'm, it's a brain aneurysm. Like, and I started panicking. I had my first panic attack while this first migraine was happening. And it was honestly like, I thought I was dying. I was convinced that I was literally dying. So I'm on the bathroom floor. I call um, my friends that like, I'm just calling anyone to try and like have someone like tell me what's going on called one of my friends who's like works in healthcare. I called my best friend who like always talks me off a ledge. And I ended up eventually going to urgent care because I, I was like, something has to be wrong with me. I like, I don't feel normal right now. And I don't have health insurance right now because I'm cheap and don't want to pay for it. But that was like why I didn't go to the emergency room. So I go to urgent care and they're basically like, you're fine, girl, give you an IV. Maybe you just are dehydrated. And I was like, I know what it feels like to be dehydrated. I'm dying. Okay. You guys are crazy. I'm actually dying. We need to do something else. So in the morning, I end up going to the emergency room because I still I didn't get one ounce of sleep. I was just, my head hurt so bad. I couldn't even handle it. I was like hardly felt like I was breathing right. And I went to the emergency room and basically the same thing there. Like they just tried to calm me down. They told me like, you just have a migraine. You just have a migraine. And they asked me if I wanted to do a CT scan and I, because of the fact that I didn't have insurance and I was already in the emergency room thinking it was going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars, I said, I don't think I can do that right now. Like, if you guys think that I'm cool, then I'm going to just ride this out. So they give me some medicine and whatever. Now, this is on Tuesday. Literally until the next week, I still, every single moment of those like 10 days, I had a worst the worst migraine of my whole life mostly because it was only migraine I ever had but like I just have never experienced pain like this so for days I was in bed literally thinking that I'm dying the whole time I'm panicking so I had like 10 day long panic attack and I was exhausted from panicking so much and um then on Friday ended up going back to the hospital then I got a CT scan everything was fine um and they basically were just like yeah girl I think you've got like a really bad migraine and all the medication that they gave me made me super anxious made me like again have heart palpitations I thought I was dying again and it was the longest most stressful most horrible week of my entire life like I, I thought I was faced with death guys like it was it was horrifying horrifying and so I at that point was like why is this happening to me why did this happen to me and I did a bunch of research and literally everything that I could find was just like stress stress is a huge 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 reason for getting migraines like this it's stress it's probably stress it's probably stress um, and I was just seeing that out of all the the reasons why it could happen, that was really the only one that kind of like applied to me. And so I was like, wow, I can't believe that I've hit a point in my life where like I'm working myself so hard that I straight up ended up in the hospital twice and thought I was literally dying. 
And that was a huge wake up call for me because I've never been in the hospital. Like I've never had health issues, knock on wood, thank God. But it was like a huge wake up call for me because I always was like, no, it's fine. Like, yeah, I'm stressed, but like, I'm always stressed. So it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I always like put my emotions on the back burner and just like kept trucking on with my business, like with what I was doing. And this was the point where I realized that is unhealthy. That was not okay. So I learned a lot this year about relaxation and about balance, mostly because I had to. I felt like when this happened, that I was in a situation where if I kept going as hard as I was going, I was going to like not be okay, like mentally or physically. And so one thing that I really stepped into this year was self-care and, and really taking care of my mental health. Like asking myself, Kristen, do you need to sit at the computer for this long? Can we do this tomorrow? Or like, can we at least go eat lunch and then come back and work on this? You know, having a healthy work-life balance, I always thought that I had, but stepping back now and looking at it, I know I didn't. I was lying to myself. So I challenge you to really look deeply at the way you work especially if you are someone who is working for yourself full time, you're your own boss, no one's telling you to clock out that they're not going to pay you for this many hours, girl, you better clock out like you are your own boss. So you can work 24 hours a day if you want to. And a lot of the times you are so fired up and know that you have to work. So you do. So very important for you to take a step back and, and really look at the way you're working and decide is this healthy? Is there anything small changes that I can make? to prioritize my self-care, my physical health, my mental health more, because if that's not in line and if that's not thriving, then your business isn't going to either. So I spent a lot of time getting to know myself better and really like allowing myself time to feel my feelings. Like instead of just putting my feelings on the back burner and being like, I'm stressed out, but like, it's fine. I'll deal with it later. I need to finish this checklist or whatever it is. So instead of putting those feelings on the back burner, I really decided like, I need to listen to my body. I need to listen to my mind and take breaks when I need to. And maybe even when I don't feel like I need to, let me reevaluate. Let's take a break and see how I feel. So that was huge for me this year. <laughs> it's really changed my life. You know, I asked myself a lot, like, why did that happen to me? That was a whole, like the most horrible experience of my whole life. What did I do to deserve that? And all I can think about was like, that was like the universe telling me you need to change the way you're functioning or it's not going to look good in the future. So I think the, the universe really gave me like what I needed in that time. And like, I am stronger now because of it. And my routines are better. And I feel like, again, more in touch with myself as a person. And I hope you don't have to go through that wake up call to feel that way. But you might have to. And honestly, some people need it. I, for one, needed it or else I was never going to change anything. One thing I also tried to focus on this year when it comes to mental health was taking moments to appreciate my success that I was having instead of just being like, cool, sweet, and then diving into something else. You know, for example, like we hit 10,000 views on the podcast. And instead of me immediately saying, okay, well, I want 20,000 listens, you know, like, all right, on to the next goal. I spent a lot of time being like, I did that. Like 10,000 listens. Think about 10,000. Like I can't, 
I've never listened to anything nearly that much, you know? So it really was something that I wanted to focus on this year, like stepping back and look at my accomplishments and saying, I did that. That's huge. Like realizing the magnitude of things that I accomplished and like giving myself grace and saying like, you did that, like, great job. I'm proud of you. You know, like something that I, I'm so deep right now. Oh my God, guys, I didn't know that I was going to get this deep. But I think about like my childhood and I feel like my parents always push me to like do more, more, more. And my parents are both business owners as well. So like I saw them hustle and I saw them always doing well. And so I always like wanted to do more and make my parents proud and everything. But like one thing that I feel like my childhood lacked was like that time to say like, I'm proud of you. You did that great job instead of just like moving on to like, what's the next thing. And so that's the thing I tried to work through a lot this year. Take those moments to appreciate my success instead of just diving into the next thing. It's so important to show yourself that gratitude. Also, another thing this year that I struggled with was separating, I separated myself too much from my personality versus my like business persona. Sometimes I look back at my episodes of my podcasts or even videos that I've posted on Instagram, especially Instagram, and I look at them and I'm like, wow, I look and sound so fake. Like I sound like I am trying to be like businesswoman of the year, so professional, like and not talking how I would talk if I were talking to my best friend about this topic. And I fell too hard into my business persona. And it's so weird because when you are creating content for social media, you're like thinking about the way people are going to perceive it. And you're like, well, I want people to hire me. So I want to look like an expert. But sometimes when you are too much of an expert, you lose like the relatable factor. And I feel like that is one thing that I lost a little bit of this year. I, in the new year, want my content to feel like we are FaceTiming. I swear a lot, guys. I I don't know. Sometimes I don't, like, on the podcast, I don't really have a reason to swear. But, like, I swear a lot. I do weird stuff. I literally still do, like, the duck face with the peace signs, like, just for fun because I'm weird. And I never really show how weird I am. on the internet. And I think about people that I watch on TikTok. And I think that the people that I love the most, especially on TikTok, are people who show they're weird. And like, you know, they let their freak flag fly. I think that's how it goes. And like, I appreciate that so much. I think that's so hard to do, like genuinely, authentically show your true self with literally not putting on any fronts. I think it's so hard. It's something that I struggled with. And it's something that in the next year, I am going to try so hard to turn off my business persona and just be myself more. So I don't know, get used to seeing like a little bit more weird from me. I hope you like it. I hope you think that it's funny. (laughs) Like I do. I literally in my outside of social media life, like I literally don't take anything seriously. Everything that comes out of my mouth is like a joke or something stupid. Like And again, like, I don't think you get that from my social media. So 
maybe we're more related or relatable than you may think. And I hope that in 2023, you really like, like you get to know me, you know? I want to wrap up talking about partnerships and money. Let's talk stats and the focus for the new year. I did this at the end of my last episode in 2021. I talked about numbers and kind of like what I saw last year versus what I saw this year from like 2021 to 2022. And I want to share that with you again, as well as some goals that I have for the new year so that I'm holding myself accountable, but also all of you guys will have heard all of my goals. And that is like, I can't not do it if they put it out there into the universe. So that will hold me accountable. So let's talk money and partnerships. The first thing I have to say, and I know that I am 1000% not alone in this, Q4 in 2022, was the slowest it has ever, ever been, ever, okay? I don't know what happened to all of the brands in Q4. Hello, wake up, we're all here, we're ready to work, where are you? Man, this, it was a very, very slow quarter. Typically Q4, as you may know, is one of the busiest times of year. It's where a lot of brands are spending their their money for the year. And typically I like clear my schedule because I am ready to work like a crazy person in the fourth quarter. However, this year it was the slowest time of year for me, which also I think was a blessing in disguise because I was able to take off so much time during the holidays and I needed that so badly so if you had a really slow q4 every single person every single person that I've talked to has said the exact same thing we are in the middle of you know an economic crisis people so hold your horses hopefully things get better and brands will go back to spending the money that they typically do uh especially in the fourth quarter uh but we will have to wait and see so I made in 2020 to about the same amount that I made in partnerships in 2021. However, there was a big difference. I made around $100,000 in 2021 for brand partnerships. And <laughs> I had a very, uh, a little crazy goal for 2022 to do 200,000. I did not by any means do that much. Um, and I'm fine with it, honestly. I made $102,000 in 2022 for brand partnerships. Now, the big difference here was that in 2021, I worked with 86 different partnerships. Holy shit. In 2022, I worked on 55. So a massively different number of partnerships, so much less work, but I made just about the same amount of money. So in my opinion, I actually am super happy with that. If I can continuously make $100,000 from my partnerships every year and do the amount of work that I did on partnerships this year, I will be very happy with that. I'm content. But my goal for the next year is to do $150,000 because my plan is to work with more brands on more in-depth partnerships. I want to work with brands where I can do sponsorships for six months with them on Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube and on the podcast, and I want to make videos for their page. Like I want to be very close partners with the brands that I work with this year. So I expect to have higher ticket partnerships, higher ticket invoices, but work with less brands. That's the goal. Now in 2021, my highest paid invoice was $6,800. This year it was $10,000. 
for one partnership, massive, and truly a partnership that I hope to do again next year. This year, I made around $9,000 from Social Suite, which is in uh, it's our membership program that we launched in July. Um, and basically, my goal for next year is to more than double that at 25k. Because I think we have the entire year this year. Hopefully we can at least double it. I'm really going to make it a huge focus for me. And so I think it will be easy to hit this 25K. Let's hope. If you're not part of Social Suite, there you go. You can actually help me hit this goal. How cool is that? <laughs> so in 2021, I mentored 52 creators. And in 2022, I have worked with 104 creators. So we actually exactly doubled that number. And I said this in my 2021 episode, I'm so happy that that number isn't like massively higher. Working with a little over 100 creators in a year for me was absolutely perfect because I was able to give those creators the one-on-one attention that they needed. Anytime someone had a question, I was there to answer it. And if I were to have a thousand students, I would not be able to do that. That's unmanageable for me. So I really love being able to work with people, a small amount of people on a more in-depth kind of basis. So if you're looking to work with someone in the new year to help you through this creator journey, just know that I will be giving you all of the attention that you need. And that's specifically why I don't do anything in terms of offers where I'm going to work with a thousand people. I don't want to. Also this year in 2022, we hit 17,400 views on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening right now. So you are someone who has helped this number grow. You guys, like, I can't even tell you how much I love this podcast. This is my favorite part of my job. Every single week when I come to record this, I like, I feel like I'm hanging out with my friends. I feel like I'm able to have these conversations with people who get me and that I'm able to actually help people. It is my favorite part of my job. Um, So every single time that you share it on your stories or that you leave a review, I see that. And I'm like, it's so exciting for me. Like, it, it really feels like people love this podcast. And I have such a good feeling about it. There's like no doubts in my mind. Like, Whereas Instagram, I'm like, oh, you know, my engagement's low or my follower count hasn't grown. This podcast has just like, I have no doubts. It makes me feel so good to do it. I love every aspect of it. So to get real sappy real quick, I literally am so grateful for you for listening to this podcast as long as you have, whether this is your first episode or you have listened to all 57 before this. Thank you. Really, like you're like making my dreams come true out here, okay? Now let's talk about the new year, right? My focus is for the new year personally, growing social suite. Our membership community is fucking awesome. And if you're not in it, you're crazy and you're losing out. And you know, all you have to do is join it and you can see what it's all about. It is truly the best answer to getting everything you need as a creator. And I'm not going to sell you. You can go to the website and go look. However, growing social suite, my main priority. Also growing and monetizing the podcast because I love this so much. I would literally love to be able to monetize this podcast. I have not had one ad on this podcast and that's fine. However, that's a great way for me to be able to put more time and energy into it if I can monetize it. Also, I want to focus on creating more passive income for the new year. Like I said, I want to have more balance. So I want to be able to make the money that I need to pay my bills 
while having that balance and being able to read books and take my dogs for a walk. Now, how am I going to do these things? You may ask. I have a plan. First things first, my initiative is to create stronger relationships with all of my students. Again, I spend a lot of time with my students, but I have a new system that I'm kind of putting in place now where I'm actually able to like kind of keep track of what's going on with each person so that I can check in and like know all of the details of everything we've talked about and like feel very confident helping you with what you need personally. So that will be a huge initiative for me next year. Also, I will be focusing more on TikTok and TikTok lives. I'm going to be on TikTok live at least once a week, hopefully twice a week. It is truly such a great business tool. If your business not using TikTok live, you have to at least try it. You have to at least try it. It has been every single time that I go live on TikTok, I get at least one new person in the social suite. Every single time, never fails. And so you are able to just build such great relationships with people because you're right there talking to them live. So get on TikTok Live. I know that I will be. Also, I want to create stronger word of mouth for Social Suite and my offers for the podcast. How can I get people to get excited to share this or to tell their friends about it? I'm actually thinking about creating some sort of an affiliate program for people in Social Suite so that they have a little bit more incentive to tell their friends. Um, so hopefully, if you are part of Social Suite, you will be able to earn some dollar dollar bills from telling your friends. Also, I would like to be a guest on more podcasts, because this is a great way to bring more listeners to our show. So if you're listening and you have a podcast, hit me up. I'll, I would love to come hang out with you. Um, or if you have a podcast that you love listening to, that you think that I would be a good fit for, please send me the link. There are so many out there. So I would love to hear which ones that you guys are really liking. Also, I would like to do more newsletter swaps with similar businesses. So that's a really great way to kind of like cross promote, you know, like who are the people in my industry that are talking to the same people that I want to talk to? Why would we not sw swap and be able to talk to each other's audiences? It makes a lot of sense. Also, I have already planned eight free workshops for 2023. I did all of my workshop planning for 2023 already. Um, and those free workshops will hopefully serve as lead magnets to help lead people into our program that we're creating right now. It's a brand BFF, it's called. It's going to basically be a self-guided course. We'll be out in the beginning of the year at some point. And it will also hopefully drive people into social suite. And the last couple of things here, we want to create stronger lead magnets to basically get people into our community. So for people who like see a TikTok video of mine and they're like, that's, that's as far as they go. I want people to come into our community. I want them to get in on the newsletter, start watching all of our videos, you know, like come into our free trainings, hopefully transition into someone who is in the social suite. And so these lead magnets are really important. I put absolutely no emphasis on them last year. We will have our anti-pitch method, which you guys have probably already watched because I tell everyone about it. That will be re-recorded and updated. So that will be fun for you guys to check out. Also, our creator rate chart is coming out. This is something I've been working on for actually a couple mo uh, months at this point. It is basically where a ton of creators, we had over 200 creators who submitted their rates, Instagram for TikTok. And it's something that I'm just going to be putting out for free for people to see what other people are charging. And then our last lead magnet will be our roadmap to full-time ebook. We're going to essentially help you go down this path 
from being a part-time creator to getting to consistent full-time income. And so that will be another one. And my last initiative for the new year is to connect with more people on LinkedIn and to really just put more of an emphasis on LinkedIn in general. If you are not on LinkedIn or you are not using LinkedIn in the capacity as a creator, this is the time. My prediction next year, LinkedIn's going to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. I have been able to connect with people that I literally never thought I would ever be able to get on a call with. CEOs, founders, like people that are are just huge in our industry, all through LinkedIn, all through LinkedIn. So get on LinkedIn, go connect with me there, start posting there, be a thought leader, share your ideas, share your thoughts. And I would love to see how that affects all of our businesses in 2023. I have a feeling that it will. Well, that is it for my end of the year wrap up for 2022. Overall, I'm I'm feeling really positive about the new year. I feel like I'm so much more clear about where the year will will go for me or where I at least hope that it will go for me. 2022 was full of learning experiences. And I'm so happy that I did get to learn everything that I learned because it's helped me get to a place where I feel really great about the new year. So I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. As always, literally anything you guys need. I am here. I am a real person who will respond to your DMs who will talk to you and send you dog pics and hang out with you. So please never hesitate to reach out, share your ideas, share your input, share your struggles. I love you. Thank you guys so much. And cheers to 2023. Bye.